You're now listening to Music Impulse with Smiles. y'all it's your boy smiles and we back for another episode of the music impulse on this one i had to holler at my guy my bro you know back to them bowling green days you know them wfl falcon days you know my guy is like one of the hardest working guys in podcasting he, I, i love to see his his growth and his development and everything that's going on in our life i love talking in group chats with him every day you know i, I never go a day without a laugh without this guy I had to holler at my guy, A-Dub. This might be my longest music impulse episode ever because we could probably just talk for hours about stuff. So, but, uh, you know, what's good, bro? Nothing much, man. I appreciate the intro. Yeah, we, me and you can go. We can we can talk about a lot. We we got history with the, going back to the Falcon Radio days, like you said. I mean, a lot of new music out there, a lot of new nerd stuff out there, man, like, Life is good, bro. Life is good. And I, again, appreciate the intro. I'm working hard. I just, in the words of the great 50 cent, if you with me, you're going to eat and you're going to starve if you're not. It's kind of how I'm treating this podcast thing. We're going to eat. We're going to eat. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, a lot of people know when I have an artist on, you know, I like to introduce a song. So you got an artist yourself, my guy, Jay Street. He he out here doing his thing uh, lately, especially these last couple of years. Uh, You manage him, right? Not necessarily so like manager. Uh, I just I just kind of help him out. That's my guy. That's my guy. Um, you know, he reached out to me a couple of years ago. I want to say maybe right before the pandemic or like right after it started, mid panty, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Um, and just say, yo, I'm trying to get a project together, help me out. So I mean, I I know a few producers, my cousin being one of them, shout to Phil Good Beats. So, you know, got him some beats together, went to the studio with him and just kind of went through his whole process with him. And I mean, that's my guy. I've been rocking with him. Shit, as long as I've been rocking with you, Smiles. So, okay. I mean, he, he put the mic down for a while as I did, but he picked it back up again. I told him whatever you need from me, like we're going to figure it out. So he got, he put out a couple of, couple of projects and then he got, he got Boldy on the track, which everybody knows me. Big Griselda guy, big Boldy James guy. So getting him on the track was huge for that put on track. Uh, but he just dropped a new one on Friday. It's called Don't Like Me. He produced it himself. Um, takes a lot of confidence to drop music the same day as Kendrick. But yeah. this one's fire. All right, y'all. So we're going to get to this track and we're going to be right back. I got fam that don't like, me. don't like, cause I'm the one that pass them up and I'm the one that might. I got hoes that don't like, don't like, cause I don't even fuck with her. I said she was striking. I got fam that don't like, don't like, cause I'm the one that pass them up and I'm the one that might. I got hoes that don't like, don't like. 
Cause I don't even fuck with her I said she was swiping I said she was swiping. I hit the weed and get the trippin' Get the trippin' on the track Like I don't care about they feelings, man Boy, I handle business Handle business every day Like I'm a motherfucking business, man Bitch, get out your feelings Fucking wrong with me And I'm a motherfucking leader's place Stop with all that dissing Say my name three times and you might just have to see my face like, ooh, boy, I'm from the dirty. Motor City's finest Detroit players, that's just how we play. And we trying to get it. All my homies caked up getting paper, that's just how we game. You don't want them problems, man. You don't want to catch us on that duty, man. You don't want them problems, hey. I got family down in Houston, man. They got love for you, boy. They gon' hit my phone every day like, ooh. I got fam that don't like, don't like Cause I'm the one that pass them up and I'm the one that might. I got hoes that don't like, don't like Cause I don't even fuck with her. I said she was striking. I got fam that don't like, don't like Cause I'm the one that pass them up and I'm the one that might. I got hoes that don't like, don't like Cause I don't even fuck with her. I said she was striking. I got problems I gotta deal with. Too much weed in my system. I'm about to motherfucking hit my face. And she trying to get me. But I'm trying to dodge her. I ain't trying to fucking catch a case. I'm trying to get this money. That's why you gon' catch me in the studio every day. And I got the beats. That smoke, man. All my homies with me, and they want them fucking problems, man. Like, ooh. I got fam that don't like, don't like. Cause I'm the one that pass them up, and I'm the one that might. I got hoes that don't like, don't like. Cause I don't even fuck with her. I said she was striking. I got fam that don't like, don't like. Cause I'm the one that pass them up, and I'm the one that might. I got hoes that don't like, don't like. Alright y'all, we just played J Street, don't like me, I'm here with my guy A-Dub But yeah, let, let's uh just uh, get right into it uh, Thank you, cause you know, we were talking about how like, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit uh, under the weather today, right right now uh, You've been a big proponent in our group chat about, you know, getting on the, the health tip and stuff Styles P and all that. Look, let's 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 start with that, bro. Let, 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 what what caused you to want to start? Uh, you know, just you know, health is wealth and all that. Health is wealth, man. Um, truthfully, like, I'm be honest. It's it's the nieces. Um, my man's Mario. He has a daughter. My niece Viv, who will be, I want to say six this year. That's um, the one you si- be posting. You watching wrestling and stuff with her. Is that the one yeah. you be posting? Yeah. Well, no, both of my nieces now. Okay, um, okay. and my sister had a kid. Um, Chloe will be three this year, and I'm like, yo, I got I got nieces. I gotta I gotta watch them, you know, get graduate, watch them walk down the aisle one day. Health is wealth, man. I gotta I gotta get back to it. And then you know, the pandemic started, stepped on a scale. I, I was like 305, and I'm like, I can't be 305. I I can't do that. So I kind of 
I went into overdrive. I got in the gym and I was like, you know, some people, they, they take it easy on the, when they get in the gym. And I'm like, but why? I used to be an athlete. I can go hard. Yeah. I, so I just got started going super hard in the gym. And here's the thing. I didn't make crazy changes to my diet. I just stopped going to fast food so much. Um, the pandemic, the bars being shut down helped a lot. Not going to lie. <laughs> and then um, I've been doing a little research here and there about the supplement game. You know, if you've been on Instagram for the past 10 years, the Dr. Sebi stuff is impossible to ignore. You yep. see it. So you're <laughs> like, all right, I'm not doing that. But I can incorporate more of these, you know, plants into my diet. Some, some that I didn't eat before, some of the seeds and stuff. And then I got hip to what Styles P was doing with the Pharmacy for Life. And I was like, well, I am a child of the 90s. Anything gangster rappers tell me to do outside <laughs> of sell drugs and kill people, I'm probably going to do it. That's that's actually why I like I love that because I'm like yo this nigga like I was in the streets doing whatever and whatnot but now I'm telling y'all elevate your life and get healthy exactly <laughs> rappers whole diets was Hennessy and chicken wings and that was it like, until they got was, rich and then it was Crystal and nigga, nigga literally be like yo I literally see Styles be riding around on his bike around New York City <laughs> yeah so like I I looked into kind of you know what they had going on over there at Pharmacy for Life and then compared it with outside research I was doing, just reading up on stuff and then compared it with the crazy Sebi thing. And I was like, all right, let me get some of these things. So, you know, every day I do black seed oil and sea moss, no matter what. Um, and then I did stack up on some styles, other supplements. And I mean, they really helped out. I mean, stepped on the scale this morning. I'm at 260. Okay. So, you know, dropped a quick 40. I'm trying to drop another 10 before I go to Puddin' Bay. You know, sun's out, guns out. Yeah. I always say, you know, don't let me get back in shape, too, because these young girls still tell me I passed for 25, and I'm like, oh, if I get back in shape, I'm taking all these young dudes, girls. But that that was it, man, you know, just trying to get healthy because at the end of the day, when I'm gone, I don't want them to say he didn't do everything he could to live forever. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because, you know, uh, I've had my ups and downs with the whole working out and everything. So, like, right now, I'm definitely trying to get back on it more consistently because uh, especially, like, with you, uh, it'd be times we, we'd be in the group chat, you'd be like, hey, y'all, the only reason I've been quiet because I've been in the gym, like, the last couple hours. Uh, hey, uh, uh, I see what y'all said, but I'm going to be back. I'm headed to the gym real quick. So Yeah, like, you know, I, I love I'd, it. I'd be down there for, you know, maybe one and a half, two hours. No, I'm not going to lie. I'd be on my phone a lot, but I do put in the work, too, which is why sometimes – I'll have a three-hour gym session because the group chat just be so fired. I'm like, no, nah. <laughs> y'all not getting these jokes off without me at least popping in a little bit. <laughs> y'all not getting these jokes um, off. But you know what's not? You know, I'm gonna give you this tip and to all your listeners too. You know what really helps for like when you get into the gym? What's up? Imagine there's somebody following you with a camera, and they're posting a hype video about you in the gym. What do you want to put on film? Okay, okay. Do you want yeah. the, do you want them to see you taking it easy on yourself or you know doing a light walk while texting on your phone or do you want them to see you clanging and banging them weights? Do you want them to zoom in on that little weight sack and you putting on the 40 just cuz you know uh, I got to be in here just to keep myself honest or do you want them to see them put down that 120 and like yeah, it's time to get after it. Yeah, I was like I know like I'll be going with my roommate and he cuz he uses uh Anger and frustration is motivation. I'm like, bro, that ain't me. <laughs> he be like, come on, like it ain't nothing. Like he be like, remember that person that did this? Uh, I was like, I, I can't. He like, what about that girl that did? Uh, uh, uh. 
you might get one one extra rep out of me. I was like, I can't focus in on that. He was like, man, I need you to find some kind of motivation to <laughs> just. To, I mean, uh, I I understand that because like, if you were to look at my workout list, it's the most violent hip hop from the past twenty years. I think my workout list is like. 79 hours long right now of the mm-hmm. most violent aggressive hip-hop in the world and i got that just gets me going like yeah and then also wrestling theme songs because everything is wrestling oh yeah let's let's go uh going to that also Rooker. everything is wrestling you are a big proponent of wrestling and every time something happens in the news that ain't wrestling uh motivated you be like nope this is wrestling if y'all think about it it's wrestling let's 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 so what got you doing wrestling well, I, you know, I was watching wrestling as a young child. I was a big yeah. Macho Man guy, big Flair guy. Okay. And then the Monday Night War started, you know, Rock, Austin, the NWO, all of that. And then I kind of fell off, I fell off like late, I want to say like early high school because we didn't have cable for a while. Yeah. And then when, when we got cable back, I was, when you get off the train, it's easy to stay off for a while. And then, you know, girls, and then I actually started wrestling in high school too. So let me tell you, after the high school wrestling workouts, when you come home, you just go to sleep. <laughs> I'm talking like well, I was in 10th grade coming home at 6 o'clock, going to sleep until the next day. That's how those wrestling workouts kind of get you. And that's how I know how hard I can push my body now. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole other story. But then in college, I was off of it because nobody was really watching. And then one day after college, the Monday night football games have started to be really bad. They were always blowouts, and I say it all the time. I don't want to prime some game because I don't want to be a part of a blowout. <laughs> I don't want to be on the bad side of it. I was watching one Monday night football game, and I was like, yo, this game is so bad, I, I might as well just start watching wrestling. Like, at least I'll be entertained. Turn on wrestling. I was back in. I was like, oh, I don't know what's happening. I don't know who all these new guys are, but I'm back <laughs> in. Um, and I, I just kind of kept that love going, and then I just, and then I just kind of became unabashed about it, like, a lot of people, they would be like, oh, yeah, I like wrestling. You like wrestling, too? And they would kind of whisper about it. I'm like, no, fuck yeah. I love professional wrestling. I love this ridiculous thing. And then the more bashful you are about it, the more friends you make around it. And then come to find out, he's a huge wrestling fan. Yep. Ant's a huge wrestling fan. Tare's yep. a huge wrestling fan. Yep. And these guys that I've known for 10 plus years, it was something that we were all fans of separately that we never actually talked about. But then one time talking about it, I don't know who brought it up in the group chat first. I'm assuming it was me. <laughs> then they're like, we're like, oh, shit, we all watch wrestling. And then, boom, yep. we're back at it. But to my story about everything is wrestling, the thing about wrestling in the WWE in particular um, is they have to tell stories in such an overt way that if you understand, like, where the story is going and how it's progressing, even though, you know, sometimes you watch a story, you're like, oh, I know where this is going. I want to watch it. They do it, and they have to be entertaining in that same way. They have to still keep you enthralled, even though you kind of know where the story is going. Mm-hmm. So if you get to a point with, in your wrestling watching where you can predict where a story is going and how the characters are going to develop, you can predict almost everything that's going to happen in news, in like a, a long-form news story you're following, in politics, in all forms of entertainment, because that's how, like, because they try, they have to be subtle with it. <clears throat> In a way where you can kind of you can pick up on the subtleties because all those subtleties are told in a big way in wrestling because everything's bigger. Yeah, so that's why I say everything is wrestling because wrestling tells stories and they and they have to do it weekly. There's no off season. There's no 
the season's over. You have to do it constantly. So you're yeah. constantly getting fed these stories, and you're like, ah, oh, I know where this story's going because that was Dolph Ziggler in 2007, you know? <laughs> yes, that's that's what's up. What's up? Because uh, you know, I, I just when I went back home and uh watched one, uh, was it the 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 ring uh match with with Ant, <laughs> and I was just like, oh shit, this shit is live. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And uh, I remember uh talking to him, and then like my guy shot up like just. My playback of there, like just your your version of what happened is just <laughs> well, I'm like, yeah, and then the one chick came out looking like this, and then, then, then she did this, and they're like, Oh, her, and like they were saying all their names, and I'm like, Yeah, her, and then they're like they're like, Wow, this is and like my sister came to pick me up from Aunt's house, and then she was like, Oh, and she knew who like some of them were. I'm like, yeah. I didn't know my little sister watched wrestling. I was like, I was like, this is <laughs> you find, yeah. Like one of the cool things is um when I was really back into it. One of my cousins, her son was in the wrestling, and she hit me up. She's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know anything about this. I See, said, That's how my sister got you because of my nephews. What? <laughs> I said, Little RJ's in the wrestling? I said, Oh, bet. We go into a show. I let him hold my WWE. I gave him one of my WWE belts. Happiest I had ever seen the kid. I think he might have been like seven at the time. Um, it was, I mean, it gets to be a cool thing for you to connect with a younger generation, too. And like, the pageantry of it all, like you appreciate, like wow, like they really put a lot of work into this, from the pyros to the costumes, and there's a lot of bad females in wrestling nowadays too. As yeah. I send y'all in the group chat too, so yeah. if you appreciate that, you can appreciate that as well. Yeah, and like the athleticism of what they do in that ring is insane. Like my my go to workout right now is Bobby Lashley's, like, and he's he's built like. He's built like a bodybuilder, but he moves he moves like the most agile running back you've ever seen, too. Mm-hmm. And he's also six foot three. Like these are like <laughs> peak level athletes as well. So like, and it's, there's a lot of things to it. And also going back to my everything is wrestling thing. If you watch any political debate, it is just a promo. It's just like a wrestling promo off. It's two guys in the ring with microphones throwing promos at each other to get a reaction out of a crowd. <laughs> That is exactly what a political debate is. That is what a rap battle is. And I'm like, yo, this is this is just wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's especially, especially uh, uh, I've been turned times where we talk about, I don't know, either niggas we don't like or niggas that we do like. And then all of a sudden, everybody, hey, y'all like, see, everything is wrestling. That's the heel turn. <laughs> Boom. A heel turn is like, that is like real. That is like real life. You can predict a heel turn. You can like. Because the heel turn they'll do is sometimes they'll do it slow in wrestling. Like oh, he's about to turn heel on his partner, or he's about to do something crazy. You can see it. Shit, you can see it in your friends. Like niggas say, you know, saying some shit behind so and so's back. Like oh, they about to heel off on him. They about to <laughs> they about to just go. But like again, and that that's just a wrestling thing. But because wrestling is built off of real life, that and they just kind of tell these stories so big that you can just all right, yeah, that's wrestling. He's about to he's about to heel off. Or he's he's about to go into babyface. He got a new girlfriend. She got him into crystals and shit. He's about to be a full babyface, and <laughs> and you're not gonna like him. You don't have any real reason. You're just like, yo, that nigga not like that. Because <laughs> like, because you've seen him do the shicey shit. You've seen how his hands work. But now he got this girl who's trying to you know get him right and fix him, and he's trying to go along with it because the yams is good. And now he's a babyface. Because you see that in a lot of babyfaces. Mm-hmm. John Cena in particular. John Cena would do some real heel-like things, but then present this baby face of never give up, blah, 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 
And those of us who are like the smart marks, as we call ourselves, be like, yo, look at the type of heel things he does. Like, he's not that guy. <laughs> and that, that's part of like the reason that like Roman Reigns is so great right now, because you look, the way he was presented originally was this heel powerhouse. And then when they wanted to make him a main guy, they had him smiling all the time. And you're like, he's not like that. <laughs> But now that he's this heel and he's like this sociopath, you're like, damn, he he is that though. He is that. Like he plays that character so good, you're like, yeah, that's not a character. He is that. He believes he's the head of the family and he's always believed it. Yeah. And he's willing to do whatever. And like, and I appreciate it. And I'm like, damn. Like, because Roma's my favorite character right now. And like, right. even when I cut this pot off and I go to the gym, I'm gonna play this theme song and I'm gonna start talking to myself. In that character, like, <laughs> work out one or two of the day. But I got to do it because nobody else would do it. These are the sacrifices I have to make to be the head of the table. I had to do three pods this week to make sure I everybody know. gets the content they need. I, I have know. to do this workout so I can be in shape. So that way, when it's midnight and we're 12 shots in and the parties keep going, everybody's out of energy, I won't be. Like, I, you know, yeah, it, it just works. And see, and, and speaking of that, that's why I love the the balance of you, you know, because you're ready to turn up. You know, you got the brand embrace embrace the turn up uh, going on right now. So let's walk walk us through everything with that because I know y'all started off with like the clothing brand before you launched the podcast, right? Yeah. So I launched Embrace the Turn Up, and it was just, it was kind of this idea I had. I've always wanted a brand associated with me, my life, and how I live. Yeah. Um, and the idea Definitely. of embracing the turn off is like don't don't do anything halfway don't half-ass anything oh well so, hold up hold on real quick before i just want to let everybody know four years of college i never went out on a thursday night until i moved in and lived with a dub and then from there on i was going on out on a thursday night pretty routinely it took me like four years but <laughs> once i went out on a dub and he he was like bro we're not gonna pay for nothing watch didn't pay for anything and i got so wasted and loved it but yeah you can go ahead. so i am just i mean i'm gonna talk to you about Ciroc, that Ciroc, Ciroc brothers in the building you know Ciroc Ciroc boys, boys in the building yes yeah. um yeah so like i you know you know y'all is my family but it got to the point where you know from working at the front desk of the rec center i met a lot of people um smiles i think me and you met the most people out of anybody at BG. yeah <laughs> just yeah. flat out and I met no, a lot of white like, folk too. And like when you let, and the rule was you couldn't get in the rec room without your ID, but they didn't pay me that much to care. So I would just let people, and I'm like, go, I know you go here. I've seen you, whatever, go. Um, when you do that enough and you go out to the bars and people see you, they'll get you free drinks. So it gets to the point where you get enough free drinks where if you, you know, you can pay for your own, but you can tip a little heavy because you ain't paid for shit all night. So you tip a little heavy, bartenders hook you up more. Free yep. on top of free on top of free. Yeah. And then I forget who introduced me to, and you know what? It was a summer. I was a camp counselor and I had heard about Thursday nights at Reverence, um, but I had nobody to go with because either y'all wasn't going or y'all wasn't around, you know, out of the crew. So I got one of my camp counselor friends. I'm like, yo, y'all heard about Thursdays at Reverence? They're like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, all right, we're going to go one day. So we all went. And then come to find out, it's everybody I'm cool with in there. Yep. And then I was cool with the bartenders from Friday and Saturday nights there. And because everything's a dollar, then you know, if they sneak you one or two, you're not they're not too worried about it. You know, yep. you do the twenty dollar drug dealer handshake, and you're good for the night. 
So that's where like y'all getting free shit comes from. For me doing a lot of twenty dollar handshakes and getting a lot of free shit for everybody. Uh, but yeah, no, Thursdays was it. But back to the embrace the turn up thing. Smiles. One of my one of the things I hate like the most in like all of party culture is a kickback. I, I hate that phrase. I'm like, what the fuck is a kickback? Oh, yeah, just... I, ne- I never heard that until I moved to Texas. I was like, a kickback? What the fuck is a kickback? People my sister's age started saying it first, yeah. and she's two years younger than us. And like, and it kind of spread. And I was like, what do you mean a kickback? Oh, you know, we're just going to go, you know, hang out, have a few drinks, and, you know, we're not going to get too turned up, though. I'm like, but why? <laughs> but why? I'm like, if you're going to turn up, embrace it. Embrace the turn up. Like, yeah. I'm like kicking back. That's, that's why I don't I don't ever go out for one or two. I'm like, what's the point? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that was that's just never been me. And, and I kind of encourage people to adopt that into their entire lives. Whatever your turn up is. If your turn up is going to the gym, don't half-ass it. Get mm-hmm. in there and whoop your own ass. If your turn up is getting in these streets, get all the way in these streets. Stay out till two. Hit the Waffle House after. Shoot off those DMs of what you're doing at 3.30. Like, do yeah. it all. Do it all. Because, like, you only get one shot at this life thing. So embrace it fully. I mean, you either get busy living or you get busy dying. That's right. I love it. Um, so from there, when I came up with the brand, I worked with a couple of people that I've known for a long time on the logo and all of that stuff. And then I got the logo. And I'm like, all right, I got this brand together. And then John came to me. Believe it or not, it was John's idea for the pod. Okay. John hit me and said, yo, I've been listening to the Joe Budden podcast. And he's like, I think me and you could do this. And I was like, bro, I've been looking for somebody to do a podcast with for a long time. I didn't know he was like still in town. He wasn't. He was coming back and forth to see his girl. And I, like, all right, we can do it once a week. When you're in town to see your girl, we can get it going. And then that's where the Embrace Turn Up podcast came from. It's me and John, who if y'all don't know, I lived with him for three and a half years. We worked at Enterprise together. Yeah. We was in these streets every Thursday, every Friday. We've traveled and hit other places. We're going to Putin Bay. Like, if there's one thing me and him do, we turn up. Yeah. So, like, and that's kind of where that pod came from. And it's a lot of a lot of him being a hater. Yeah, um, I was like, I was like, because King that, Hater. Uh, King Hater. Yeah, like that's what uh that was kind of like one of the reasons I really got into it because you were like, yo. Y'all think I'm a hater. Like, y'all have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> and I remember, like, the first, like, I can't remember what the first episode I was doing. I'm like, damn, this nigga. Is, I don't know if it was like music related or like basketball, but it was like, like, damn, this nigga is going like super hard. I was like, yes, I've met John in person, but I was like, I did not know he, he, John hates everything. <laughs> was like, King, King hater. Right. King hater. But yeah, like, so, and that's it. We just, we shoot the shit about like, our old party stories. Um, yeah. Th- those are some of the best episodes to me. Like when we can rehash our old party story, because we always have two different perspectives of how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in the middle is like the truth and like the actual facts, but how we perceive things is always is funny. And he blames me for a lot of things. And somehow, <laughs> somehow it's always my fault that he gets into some shit. And then sometimes I'll explain like, yeah. no, actually, you, it was you. No, well, you, you. <laughs> It was actually you, but I was just kind of there. But he's he's a great spin artist to make everything seem like it's my fault. Um, and then from there, like we just we've been going. We about 140 episodes in. 
Yeah. Um, we're going to do a deep dive on this Kendrick album on Monday. And like the brand, the brand is strong. And it led me to even doing this wrestling podcast. I've been, I was wanting to do a wrestling podcast because I was yeah. deep into it. And I'm like, all right, so let me figure out who I can do a wrestling pod with. Um, I hit up E-Rap, said, yo, if I can figure out how to do this, are you in? He, he said, no question. And then I hit up my guy, J-Mo, who I used to work with at my old gig. Mm-hmm. And he said, no question as well. And I think that worked out because J-Mo followed a lot of the independent wrestling stuff that me and E didn't follow. Yeah. Um, and me and E have these perspectives about, you know, the big stuff that's going on. And then we bring in B.A., who's just been a godsend with his wrestling history and his appreciation. Yeah, yeah he's been a great getting back I've into it. I've heard, yeah. Yeah, because he's getting back into it, like kind of the way me and E did, you know, five, six, seven years ago. And he's like, and so we'll tell him about, you know, stuff we saw on NXT a few years ago and why it works. And then we're talking about this new NXT. And then, you know, we do our wrestling trivia, too, which I think is hilarious. And kind of scary about how much random wrestling knowledge we actually have. <laughs> yeah. So that we got that going. And then pretty soon, me and Tare are gonna be getting getting this YouTube YouTube show popping off. It's it's gonna be like a debate show. Um I'll call it like <sighs> kind of PTI meets I don't know, meets like drink champs a little bit, because yeah. You know, we it's gonna end up with some stories and stuff, and you're gonna I mean, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna see it because me and Tari argue quite a bit. Yeah, I was like that. That's the best part of the group chat is like just seeing y'all go back and forth about just the most random of stuff and just egg, egg, egging uh, Tari on. And oh, just, it's always smoke season. It's always yeah. smoke season season with my brother Tari. I got yeah. I got I got to keep him honest about things sometimes. Sometimes he be bullshitting. Yeah, got got it. Got to keep the man honest. Uh, um, yeah. so that that's coming real soon. I'm thinking think probably got- like middle of June is when I want to do the the first episode. It's gonna be called Nah, fam. Okay, okay. And then uh, I know y'all got the the Cleveland Cavalier, the Cleveland um spinoff. Yes, uh, yes. How can I forget about that? I seventy one South. Um, it's J Mo, it's B A, and their guy D Wood. Where we picked a bad time to start it because it was at the end of the season and the Cavs didn't go too far. But whatever. They're gonna. It's good because D Wood needs reps. He needs reps behind the mic, um, and BA still getting comfortable being kind of the A slash B mic. So it works out during the summer. They're gonna do like one episode a month, talking everything Cleveland sports, um, and just kind of giving y'all that. And then okay. once the season starts up again, it's every week. Every week they're gonna be rolling, and that's on that's on our feed as well. Um, those guys have been doing great so far. I've been kind of sitting in the back being producer for them, which is a hundred percent a new role for me. I'm used to, you know, the whole host role, the A mic. Uh, as of right now, I'm the B mic. I've been C mics on other pods, but I've never just been producer. So yeah. that's been a cool role for me to, you know, expand my knowledge of this game. So that's that's there too. Uh, you know, I mean, the, I'm looking we for had, more. We had, we had the hard, hard knockout, you know, me and uh, Ant. We, we, the we hard knockout. Yeah, yeah um, Cowboys. So here's my thing about the hard knockout. Y'all did great last season. My thing is like I don't even know if I need one this season since they're doing the Lions. Yeah, so yeah. I feel, I feel like me and John we're gonna talk about that every week. Yeah, so yeah, I might have to find some new Lions fans. Yeah, uh, but also I just want to go into like being the producer. I know that with Lowe, 
that's also been his big thing. That's how um, E-Ray spinning off um, Ben's Fliction Chill came because Lo was like, yo, we got to the point where like y'all individually are your own entities that people have like, hey, I'm a fan of you. And by having y'all spinoffs, y'all can talk about whatever you and everybody know E-Ray's in the movies and TV shows and all that. And and Lo was like, yo, on that, I'm not the A-Mike or the B-Mike. I'm just producer slash C-Mike. I just yep. watch watch everything and if I do have something to say, I can interject and say something. But if I just want to let E-Ray and his uh, guests or or his two guests or whoever is on, let them rock. I can just let them rock and I just make sure everything's cool and clear. Big shout out to Lowe, man. He, yeah, huge inspiration to me in this podcast game. I, I see what he's doing and I'm like, damn, I, yeah. I got I to stay caught up at all times. Yeah, I was like, both for me, but it's both of y'all. It's definitely both both of y'all because it's like, yo, my brothers are out here. They they know the struggle. They out here doing their thing. We all being creative and just like, yo, just seeing the, the you know the ecosystem of everybody that we got in, in, the, in the whole crew. You know, yeah, like again, Low, you, E Ray, Smitty, Tyre. You know, everybody just you know out here just doing their thing, grinding and. You know, forging our own path. You know, so yeah, I, dude, I love the it, grind. Man. The grind don't stop. The grind don't ever stop. Bench yeah. flicks and chill has been something awesome. Um, yeah, I'm not just saying that because I'm on a couple of episodes. I've listened to episodes I wasn't on. E Ray's got a, a real good thing going with that. Yes, and I know he's. He said he's going to do season. So I think he said he's got like two or three coming up. Then you know he's going to rest. You know that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, kind of how like it, it'd be like that. That summer law, and then all the new shows and stuff come out in the fall or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and I'm like, that's a great idea. Like, hey, this is season one. We got these many episodes y'all can catch up on because it's TV shows and movies. And whenever you catch up on it, you can just be like, all right, let me let me go back and check this out. But, yeah, yeah, and I think like with that, like if any summer like blockbusters or new summer shows really hit, yep. he can kind of you know do a very special episode. The way they used yep. to do like you know after school specials and stuff. Yep. So I mean, he he gives himself a lot of flexibility with that too. It's genius. It's just genius. Yeah, I was like, you know, uh, we we rocking with the Audible Ruckers embrace the turn up brand real strong out, out here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, speaking of you know summer blockbusters and everything in, in in movies, you know, we both recently saw Doctor Strange too. You know, you, you the big uh, comic book nerd. First, I want to go back. Like, what was like your your first introduction to you know uh, this? comic book nerdum and everything so. um so guys already smiles we grew up on the x-men cartoon um yeah. the batman animated series yeah those and if you like if you really do the research those are considered like some of the best like television shows of all time you know yeah. fuck cartoons and comic books based stuff those are considered like best tv shows of all time yeah, I heard a, ther- a therapist on For Our Nerds. She she went into that. She was like, "Yo, I love that." She's like, "Just because from a therapist psycho- psychological standpoint, I love the Batman animated series." She's like, "She's like that's kind of one of the reasons I got into therapy." I was like, "Wow, <laughs> the fact that she could break that all down." Watching Batman and saying that motherfucking needs therapy, so let me get into therapy is crazy, and I love <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, like you. We we came up watching these, and then like when I was a kid, my stepdad had like a lot of comics from like his childhood, and like just in this big box. He don't he didn't take care of them or anything. They were just in this big box. So I would just flip through them sometimes, and like that's when I found out that there was a Black Green Lantern. Like before that, Justice League cartoon came out or anything, yeah. I found out you know Speedy had a heroin addiction, and then oh wow, um, 
like so so many things that I just like kind of flipping through these comic books and saw like wow, this comic books are awesome. Um, and then, I mean, you know, you had the movie explosion in the early two thousands, but none of it was interconnected the way they were in the cartoons and in the comics. So for me, that end credit scene at the end of Iron Man. When Fury shows up and said, what if I told you we were putting together a team? I was like, I'm all in. <laughs> Whatever the fuck they're doing, I'm all in. And what a lot of people don't realize, Smiles, is that Marvel is doing this with what were considered B and C-list characters. Yep. Their, their A-list characters were owned by other companies. And if you guys don't know, Marvel's A-list is considered, was considered Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic <laughs> Four, Yep. And that's it. And in, in that order, in that order, everybody else was B list, Captain America included. And Iron Man is considered a C list character for them. So was Thor. The Guardians were like F list, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um. So the fact that they're doing this with these like B C list characters shows like how good of content it just is on its own. So from there, once that end credit scene happened, I said, "I'm all in. Whatever the fuck you're doing, I I want it all." And the MCU, to me, is the greatest achievement in all of entertainment. Yes. I... Bar none. Bar none. When you talk about 27 movies, five television shows, all interconnected mm-hmm. in this one big universe, that's insane. It's like fucking Kevin Feige is a fucking genius god. Legend is like, he's definitely to go down in the history books. Oh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I... I I may cry the day he decides to leave Marvel or whatever. I was like, I, I may cry. <laughs> oh yeah, if he doesn't have a star in the Walk of Fame already, he needs one. Right. I was like, I need him to already be like teaching and mentoring the person that's gonna come after him because like the day he decides to just go off and be like, no, I'm kind of burnt out on this Marvel stuff. <laughs> yeah, I may cry. <laughs> yeah, same, same. But uh, Doctor Strange, uh, let's, let's go through her. how how do you feel about about the movie? Because uh, well, I'll go through mine first, just because you know, again, I'm not the guy who like knows the history and and, and all that. Uh, I pretty much just get everything from y'all and for all nerds and, and things like that. So all this stuff is pretty pretty much new to me. So I'm just excited about everything in general. Just the little bit I do hear from y'all, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that sounds cool. That. That sounds like that would be a good idea that I hear from y'all. Like, oh no, it's like more history to this and this and that. But overall, again, I've been telling people like I really in, in, enjoyed the movie, the horror elements because I'm not a horror movie person at all. So I never seen uh, any of um, uh, Sam Raimi's like horror movie stuff because I just never fucked with horror movies really in general. Because my mom, when I was little, she used to about demons coming out the movies and TV screens, and so <laughs> I just grew up like, had you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't fuck, I don't, I don't care. As a 33 year old, I'm not really fucking with horror movies. The most I've ever watched horror movies was Living with E Ray because <laughs> that nigga loves horror movies. But um, yeah, overall, I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I, I love seeing Wanda come out like, yo, I'm about to wreck shop. They they let us know five minutes into the movie. Yeah, she's the villain, and she was like, oh, that monster that came. Oh no, no, that was me. Yeah, and I'm about to come for her. Right now, <laughs> so I, I I love that uh, America Chavez, her and Doctor Strange relationship. I, I did I did enjoy that. That was uh, very comical. 
I'm glad my man Wong didn't die because I thought going into this movie, I was like, oh, damn. This going to be the one that Wong dies. But if you saw Shang-Chi, he, he walked off with them. So I'm like, how they going to have my man die if he just brought Shang-Chi into the fold and all that? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I was like, I don't know how this going to work. But uh, uh, again, overall, I loved it. Uh, I did say, say in the group chat, I was like, yo, I feel like we could have had this, the same movie without America Chavez with uh with how everything went but you know you had, you had to educate me like like nah she's like the only one that can travel in the multiverses and and, and all that and uh you even explained to to us about the whole illuminati thing because i was already wanting like black boat i was like I, i've heard of him come from watching the inhumans tv show like i don't think mean, that's cool or whatever and whatnot but i was like again Fantastic, uh, Mr. Uh, Fantastic, you know, Charles Xavier. We got uh, Captain Carter, if y'all watch the What If series and all that. Um, and then the, the other Miss Marvel, who I guess she's the daughter of Monica Rambeau, Rambeau, whatever. No, that was the mom. Oh, that was the mom. That was the mom. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, all right, where do I want to start here? Oh. So many things. All right, first of all, I thought it was I thought it was a better Doctor Strange movie than the original, but I thought it was I also didn't think that it's technically a sequel. I I technically don't consider this a a sequel. I feel like the third one's going to be more of a sequel than anything. That's fair. That's fair, because a lot of things did happen between Doctor Strange 1 and 2. Yeah. Um, I think outside of Spider-Man 2, this is Sam Raimi's best movie. Um, And like and not counting Spider-Man 2 as a Sam Raimi movie in the genre that he likes to make. Yeah. This is Sam Raimi's best movie. Um, basically, what Marvel did is said, hey, you're going to direct this movie. Here's $200 million. Here's a list of characters to use. Go make a Sam Raimi movie. And that's what he did. Um, this movie had all the elements of the original Evil Dead movies that like, he made when he was still a student at Michigan State. Um, they're like the real campy horror movies from the 80s. Okay. Um, if you ever get a chance, Miles, I would say watch those. They are they are as hilarious as they are scary. Um, Bruce Campbell, the guy that Dr. Strange makes punch himself. Oh, yeah, I heard he's in like a lot of his movies. Yeah, he's in he's in the Evil Dead movies. Okay. Um, and they're just they're just so great to watch. Um, that music scene. Or they're fighting oh, with musical notes. That's that was straight, the best. That's that straight was... Sam Raimi. Um, Doctor Strange taking over his zombie body. That's straight Sam Raimi. I was like, this is, if, if anything, this is a great Sam Raimi movie. Um, and then get, get back to the point. So this is a really good Doctor Strange movie as well. Because at its core, Doctor Strange isn't just use magic. It's the weird, the strange. And that was, the to me, that was one of the focuses of this movie that wasn't in the original in the original, it was just him, you know, learn magic, stop, stop the dude from calling Dormammu. And mm-hmm. this one, it was like, let's embrace everything that's strange. Multiverses, dream walking, zombie bodies, yeah, demons, all of it. Um, speaking of that demon that's in the very first act, that is Shuma Gorath, which I don't know how much you played Marvel versus Capcom Smiles, but He's a character in the second Marvel vs. Capcom game. Okay. He's like just a green demon that's just a big eyeball. Okay. Um, big time villain in the Marvel Universe. But for those of us in the know, to quote the great Pusha T, if you know, you know, 
<laughs> that's a major character that they just threw in there just to kind of give you a nod and not to just have insert random, you know, villain random here. Muscle, yeah, yeah. yeah, which was to me very cool. Um, want to me, Wanda being the villain makes the show WandaVision one of the greatest pieces of character development. Still my of number all one. time of all time. Still my number one Disney show so far. Yeah, it, it's great stuff. Um, I think the people who are disappointed in the movie wanted more and expected more, but Disney never told you that they were giving you that more. They never told you, hey, yeah, so we're gonna put all the universes together, and now you know everybody's gonna be in this universe now after this movie. No, they didn't tell you that. You built that up in your own head and you disappointed yourself. Yeah, because I, I definitely heard people say like, oh, I thought they was going to do like the Arrowverse shows and just you thought collapse that. everything. Exactly. <laughs> you thought that. They didn't tell you that. Mm. All they gave you for this movie was who was in it and a poster and a title. And that's it. Whatever you brought up in your own head, that's on you guys. Um, but the story they told was phenomenal. Um, with Wanda being a villain, but more more of being an anti-hero, being someone who's doing things for the right reason. She wants her kids back, so she's doing the villainous thing to get her kids back. Um, I thought that was great. And then America Chavez aging her down to me was a genius idea because in the comics and in the Disney Plus cartoons they got, she's 18, she's very jaded, Um and that's that's not a character you can play with the dynamic of need and save that well. So yeah. making her this 14-year-old kid who's been traversing the multiverse since she was like seven, because she can punch holes in it, which again is a cool power. Yeah. Um, and making Doctor Strange have to kind of be a father figure to another kid where he can't even be like a good enough man to get a chick. In every <laughs> universe, Doctor Strange has no bitches. In every universe, so he can't even be a, a good, you know, boyfriend slash husband. He he has to be this father figure to these kids as they're kind of navigating this superhero life when they haven't even navigated college or high school fully. Is a a great thing. Um, in addition to that, the idea that's kind of permeated all of Phase Four is did it have to happen that way? Yeah, like. In the Hawkeye thing, Hawkeye looks at a urinal and it says Thanos was right. Um, in Falcon Winter Soldier, the whole idea is everybody came back in the blip and now people are being dispersed. Yep. Not dispersed, displaced, I'm sorry, um, by governments. And if it had to happen that way, we got to figure out something different. And like it's a lot of the entire general public second guessing these people. And they were second guessing Strange too, but they're also saying, "Well, you also have to have control of everything too, which is the problem." Mm-hmm. And then he goes to these other universes, and they're telling him the same thing: "Like, yeah, you have to have control. That's your problem. You mm-hmm. can't not be the one with the knife." Yeah, I love that line. It's causing like it caused you know the one universe with the Illuminati to say, "Yeah, we got to kill you." And it's causing it caused that one universe to collapse in on itself. Um, even in the beginning, that other Doctor Strange was getting ready to kill America to take her power because he had mm-hmm. to be the one to control. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many other things, and 
the cool element about this movie was that Doctor Strange had to show he was different. Yep. Just a little different. Just he had to trust. Especially that scene at the end when it was like, I know. He was like, no, there actually is. He was like, no, we're going to do something different. But that split second where you thought like, oh, damn, he about to do it just like the dude, the strange in the beginning. And then he's like, no. Right, because Wong told him, like, you got to take her power so Wanda doesn't do it. Yeah. All the other Dr. Strange would have said, yeah. He like, he had that trust. He's like, no, we're going to do it one different way. We're going to trust somebody and give them the knife. And that's what makes him different. And he tells her, like, he's like, no, America, you have the power. I don't need to take the power from you. You can do it yourself. (laughs) Yep. And she punched that hole in the universe, and Wanda had to confront who she was. Ah, ah, what what great storytelling. She's like, don't worry, they'll be fine with me. Great, great storytelling. And then, and she destroys the dark hole in every dimension. Oh, just such great storytelling. Um, I think on the pod I gave it four buffs out of five, and I'm still sticking with that. Four buffs out of five. Okay. If y'all don't know what buffs are, just do yeah. your Googles, kid. Do your Googles. It's some Detroit shit. Boss up and get this money. Yeah. Boy. You, you remember. You, you remember. <laughs> you remember the field house parties and parties at Irv Crib. You, you remember. Hey, you was right hey. in the middle. You was right there. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've met a couple of people from Detroit uh, down here that when I've said it, they're like, what you know about? I'm like, I'm from Ohio. I've been to a lot of parties. You know, a lot of <laughs> Cleveland music, a lot of Detroit music. They're like, okay, that's what's up. You get, you get points on it. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know a little bit. Oh, yeah. I know a little oh, yeah. bit. Hit them with that Icewood dance. Yeah. They know. They know. But uh, uh, I guess uh, oh, before we get into a little bit of, about my man Moon Knight, I guess – where do you, where would you or what do you see the the Marvel universe going going next? Phase four? Oh man, um, great question. So I have a theory um, with this whole theme of everybody blaming you know the Avengers for what happened at the end of Endgame and you know everybody having grievances about it. Namor is going to have a huge re- grievance about it in Black Panther two. Yeah. Um, I, I had totally forgot that we were getting that this year until I looked at the schedule of that. I was like, oh, in November, shit. I believe. Yeah. I was like, we get Black Panther 2 this year? I was like, oh, fuck. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. So I think Namor is going to declare war on Wakanda. Um, you know, with them being without a king. Yeah. Um, RIP Chad with Bozeman. Yeah. They're going to be without a king and without a protector for the first time. And in the comics, Atlantis. And Wakanda have been constantly at war for forever. You know, it's kind of it's that forever type beef. I so think that, Namor is going to like use that'd be a this. Good reason, yeah, good exactly. reason to take them over. Yeah, weak. And, you know, use the whole, you know, you you made the decisions that got half my people killed, but then they all come back. And now I'm, I'm dealing with this, and you guys are polluting my waters even more now mm. to, you know, Fucking get things humans. back. Get things back the way they were. Um, the first place I can, you know, he probably was like, first place I can attack is this place right here because they can, they can stop us with the advances in technology they got. Yeah. After them, everything else is easy pickings because the Earth is like ninety percent water. Yeah, that's where I think Phase Four is going. Like right now, um, I think Love and Thunder is gonna, it's gonna be so far out in space. It's not gonna. 
really connect with the rest of phase four. Like maybe yeah. with the Guardian story, or maybe yeah. I don't even think it's gonna connect with the um the story of Captain Marvel too, the Marvels. Yeah. Because I think most of that story is gonna be on Earth. Yeah. Um so I think that's kind of like the big crux of where they're going. Um I'm very interested to see the Miss Marvel show and how that's gonna connect in. Like you also and you also gotta remember that they've connected in the Netflix shows and Iron Fist is a big part of you know that kind of that area that Shang Chi operates in that yeah. Doctor Strange kind of operates in with his training center and everything. So going forward there, like there's a lot of places they could go. I don't know. I don't know how it all is going to connect to the next big bad who is going to be Kang the Conqueror, who's going to be in Quantum Mania. Yeah. But needless to say, I'm interested. Yeah, I was like, I can't wait till July for Comic Con. I was like, that Marvel reveal at Comic Con should like, be huge. Yeah, I was like, I can't wait. Because I know they're going to be like, it's been a couple years since we've had pretty much our big reveal. Here's our next slate. We we went on our little 10-year uh, planning schedule, and now here is the next phase. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a huge reveal. You'll probably get the Black Panther trailer then. Um, yeah. I think Thor would be out by then, so. Yeah, because. Uh, close to it. Yeah, because Thor comes out at the beginning of July, and uh, Comic Con's like in the middle, late July. Yeah, so we'll probably get like trailer for Black Panther. We'll probably get a trailer for um, Armor Wars. I don't know if they're how deep they are into making that. Um, I think maybe a Loki two trailer, depending yeah. on if they started shooting that. Like we got a lot of stuff coming. Um, it's a good time to be a Marvel fan. I, I yeah. won't say that much. Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, it's also yeah, like I said, I wanted to get back to Moon Knight. I guess uh, what, what were your overall thoughts about Moon Knight? Because me personally, like I I loved it because I love Egyptian lore. That mm-hmm. the whole thing is just amazing to me. Like uh, you know, the first couple episodes kind of, eh, but I was like, once they got to like three, four, first like five, I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm in it now. Six, I was kind of a bit of a letdown, but overall. I enjoyed it, especially the whole DID thing with him, uh, uh, with the different personalities. Like again, like the only real disappointment I thought was real the whole y'all tease Jake Lockley, the whole that all, all the little teases and things just to do a little in credit thing. And I'm like, oh, this is salty. But uh, like, but they also like kind of teases where like, hey, we gonna go into it because. We still have to tie ourselves up at night because for some reason we still have these blackouts and neither one of us know what the fuck is going on. So I, I do like that because I'm like, okay, we know there has to be a third personality. We just don't know mm-hmm. who the fuck he is. Yeah, so um, I thought it started off kind of slow. Um, but when it gets going, it really gets going. Yeah. And just the whole whole concept of like like you said, disassociative identity disorder being in a show and then like being a crux of the show. It's very interesting. Like this guy created this entire other personality to not have to deal with pain. Yep. And, but his like his number one personality, you know, I guess the, the one alpha or whatever 
gets had, becomes a superhero, but then the other guy has to kind of come to terms with that as well. Like, oh yeah, we're actually a superhero. Yeah. Um, so like, it, to me, it's a good show. It's a good show. Um, I don't know how they can tie it into the rest of Marvel because that's a very specific character. Yeah, I know. Like uh, talking to Shot, Shot said because he knew he was upset about there's like there was like no Black Knights tease, there was no Blade tease. He was like, "Yo," he was like, "I know, like they're all connected." But I was like, I, I was reading about they said that um, they're working on um, whatever their whole like little group is called. Um, that they're all part of. I guess they're, they're going to do like a. They might be working on like a spinoff for that for like you know Blade and him and. Black well, Knight. The, the Blade shows in the works for sure. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Yashara. Is it Mahershala? Mahershala Ali. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. He he's signed on. The Blade is in the works. Yeah. Black Knight. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're still pre-production. I bet they don't have a writer yet. Yeah. Um, they just have a an idea, which is sometimes all you need is an idea. Um, I I thought it was really cool, just like the Egyptian lore. And to me, it's even cooler that they're taking like all these different like concepts of gods, um, a multiverse, and all this kind of putting them all together. Like, hey, all these things exist. Like, um, if you remember in Black Panther, they prayed the, the Panther god Bast. Yeah. Um, you have these Egyptian gods. Um, people pray to Dormammu, who's the lord of the dark dimension. Yeah. At some point, humans pray to Norse gods, which we find out are just people from another galaxy yep. who have like these abilities. Like, and it's just, to me, it's just cool that all these things actually do exist, and you can kind of explain it with a multiverse. Like, hey, you know, the gods exist in this dimension, but they also, you know, they have domain in this dimension. Blah blah blah. And if you really want to get down to the nuanced approach of it, you can explain how all these things can actually exist at one time and like not and just like yeah you know it's just part of part of the universe that we live in so to me that was a cool part um i don't know i just i just liked it like it's not the best marvel series it's that it's not the worst yeah. um eh, it might be the worst yeah i, was like, I know i know e-ray said his that's definitely uh his his worst worst one yeah, it might be the worst. That to me, that again, it's not bad. But, but then again, I'm also one of the people who actually likes Falcon Winter Soldier, unlike most people. Yeah, I was like, I I, I think that's the one I, I put last. No, I put Hawkeye last. I was like, me personally, I said like, I put Hawkeye last. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just I, I just it just really just didn't really grab me overall, like I thought thought it was. I was like, the only real aspect I love was the fact that like, oh. We see the human aspect, like, no, nah. yeah, the rest of the crew, they all got powers and shit. Nah, I'm just a regular human being. I get beat up. I got a family. I was like, I was like, I did, I did that as well. Like, yeah, you, we're gonna humanize these, these heroes. Like, nah, I still got real shit I gotta deal with. <laughs> like, That's fair. I, fu- That's fair. I fucking lost my fucking hearing. <laughs> Being around all these explosions and all these missions the last 10 years. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> like, Hawkeye being deaf is kind of hilarious. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like you, like you don't even think about like, oh shit, he's kind of been getting blown up for ten years. Yeah, like, and then I got this little girl who like idolizes me because she saw me one random time when she was little, and now she she wants to be just like me. And like, 
I don't want to have to deal with her, but now I have to train her because I don't want her to die because right. she's just too hot-headed and she got a big ego. And they come to find out her mom's a bad guy. and Yeah. Kingpin's still alive. And... Yeah. Well, then, we get Dare, then we get Daredevil and, and uh, Spider-Man. I was like, that. I'm excited about that. Uh, just so many amazing things going on in the, the, the Marvel universe. Uh, it's the greatest achievement in all of entertainment yes uh but uh also the other thing that we uh we love we love music my guy music 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 uh what we listen to ada what's been lately on on the playlist for for the dubster stick stick (laughs) stick i uh to me that that's the summer summer theme song for me just it's on every so i have a playlist that i have for like um for working out i have one for just like my general music that i'm feeling that ends up being my pregame list i have one for like the backpack rappers and stuff to kind of calm me down stick is on all of them okay stick is just my summer anthem um it's a it's a perfect song for those of us who come from environments where sometimes violence isn't the last resort sometimes it's like resort two or three hey sometimes you just gotta go get the stick and that that's it for me. I love that whole D Day mixtape from yeah. Drama um, and and Dreamville. I'm a big Dreamville guy, but Stick is it for me. Um, outside of that, loving this Future album. Um, I never liked you. Just the toxicity that we need yeah. for for a good summer coming up. Yeah, like. And I, 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 lo- I love the tweets from Future. Like I saw like one the other day. He was like, "Yeah, the most to- the Toxic King went number one." <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I was yeah. like, I-, "I love it." He like he's he's embracing the, the title. <laughs> yeah, and he put out a tweet the other day that says, "Don't forget hashtag I never liked you." I was like, oh, "I love this guy, man. I love this guy." <laughs> uh, what else am I listening to? Oh, of course, Coke Rap is gonna change the world. Uh, Pusha T just yes put out Great. what might be his best album to me. Um, yes. Just oh, what what a project that was! The thing I love about Pusha T is that he like he has this chip on his shoulder that's like a boulder. He, like he feels like he's not appreciated for being a great rapper, and then it sounds like he also feels like he's not appreciated for being a great cocaine dealer. Yep. And he, the way he speaks in his rhymes, is just this indignation of y'all don't fuck with me. Fuck you for not fucking with me because you should fuck with me. Even though you don't like me, you should fuck with me fuck because with me. I'm just great. <laughs> right. And like, I, I appreciate it. When he says, like, I'm going to fly your bitch out to wherever, but I'm not going to go just to show you what you should have done. I'm like, yo. Right. Like, sometimes you listen to Pusha T records and you're like, yo, who the fuck are you talking to like that? You're like, oh, wait, no, he's talking to all those other guys. I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan. Because <laughs> I, like, you- I always said, like, even in the, like, even in the Drake disc, like, the Drake diss song with Adion, which I think is one of the greatest diss songs of all time. When it came out, I was like, yo, if I'm Drake, he just got to go shoot him now. I got, you can't you can't talk to somebody like yeah. that. You just got to go shoot him now. And that's how Pusha T talks. Which I also love that the when they asked him about if the beat was still, he was like, he was like oh, no, I don't care about him kind of being cool. No, we, we still active. It's just we, we just not actively dissing each other. Like, like no, nah, it's still fuck him. It's just yeah. that, you know. When it's beef, it's beef forever. Like, yeah. yeah. Just because you like, and my man's got cool, you, that's not you and me. Fuck you. That's why I, I love I that. Appreciate he, was it. Like, he was like, no, no, 
Oh, y'all, y'all thought that just because him and Kanye is cool now that me and him was no, like it, it's it's still on. Yeah, that, that ain't how this work over here. Like, no, I keep that same energy at all times. Yeah. Just because my man's like the battery came out of his back. No, I'm just up over here. I appreciate it. You yeah. keep that same energy at all times. One thing I say on my pod to everybody is be you at all times. They will adjust, meaning either they will hate you. They will like you or they will learn to love you. But if you you at all times, they can't be mad at you. They, they can't be mad at you for not being real. Yep. I I hate fake people. Um, part of my issue with LeBron is I think he's fake. I don't I don't think he's really who he portrays himself to be. And because yeah. you can see it when the way he talks in the barbershop is not the way he talks in them interviews. Like, oh my God, be you, man. Like, you're one of the greatest basketball players of all time. They're going to adjust. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's that's maybe it's just a me thing. You know, Detroit Which Detroit I, niggas are who we are at all times. Hey, you know, you know, I, I agree on a lot of stuff, but like you know, the only reason I root for LeBron's same hometown. That's the that's the only reason. Same I get same it. Thing. I get like it. Like a like a uh I forgot, I don't know if it was like Michelle Beto or something like that. Uh something just came out recently about her talking about him, uh, him trying to get her fired. I forgot who it was. One, one of them ESPN anchors, and she was like, "Yeah, he um, didn't like me because of the whole um, thing when he when he first left Cleveland." And behind the scenes, I found out that he was talking to people at ESPN, like trying to get me fired. She's like, "Which was crazy." She's like, "Because to the world, everybody loves him, but she's like behind the scenes, she's like he's very manipulative <laughs> and, and, exactly. and things and things like that." And then, exactly. like, I, I heard Skip Bayless talk on his podcast, like, yo, we tried to do uh, an episode back in the early days um, of, like, cold pizza or whatever. He's like, because people knew I, 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 I didn't like LeBron. And he's like, we had it all set up. He's like, we were, he's like, me and Jay were headed to Cleveland. We were going to sit at, like, midcourt because um, that's what LeBron's people wanted. He's like, which I figured, hey, he want to do that just so uh, he can get his fans to be like, look, look, look at him. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to just mm-hmm. taunt you. And he's like, and then the interview was pulled off. He's like, because they want to change some of the stuff we wanted to talk about. And he's like, and people know, he's like, ESPN, they do not budge on trying to change whatever questions we said we're going to ask. We're going to ask. And he was like, his people was like, well, then I guess the interview's off. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, he's, he tries to control the narrative so much to appear this way, but he's not actually that way. And he wastes a lot of time, a lot of money when you could just be you. You could just be you. Guess what? Like Nike's you, still going to give you $90 million. Guess like what? If, you, you're if still you're a little bit more of an asshole you. like Michael Jordan, then we thought, just go ahead and be that guy. Everybody knew Mike was an asshole. And we all Everybody knew. <laughs> Everybody knew. It was common fucking knowledge. That Mike was an asshole. And we still but like him. He, but he was also like he was also a guy who was smiling, you know, signing autographs and stuff too, but he was also an asshole. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew it. He was also a degenerate gambler. Everybody knew it. But guess what? He still owns the Hornets now. Yep. He was him at all times. He didn't he didn't adjust himself to what he thought people wanted him to be. He was just him. And he he said one of the worst things ever. He said, you know. I don't want to speak up on politics because Republicans buy shoes too and was destroyed for it in our community. But he's still him. Mm-hmm. Still the greatest of all time. 
I still got 23 pairs of Jordans in my <laughs> closet right now. He still owns the Bobcats. And then right. and then later in his life, he became he's becoming more vocal about issues dealing with us, you know, mm-hmm. like police brutality and, and you know, putting those issues to the forefront. And he's evolved his stance over time, which you're allowed to do. You're allowed to evolve and change. But it only, you can only do that if you're just being you. If you're if you were fake before, but then you know your stance changes, then are you like are you just like changing your stances to like what's cool now, but you still don't believe that? Or have you evolved as a person? Have you learned more? And have you realized that you know your voice and your opinion matters on things and you have a platform to speak out? Yep. So like and that that's why I love Mike. I'm like, Mike's him at all times. Drinking tequila, wearing boot cut, <laughs> boot cut jeans, and never wearing Jordans and smoking cigars. I bet on like instead of doing exit interviews for the Hornets, I bet he made all them niggas play him one on one. Right. Because that's how Mike is. But again, yeah. I, you, I digress. You see, he's still at 50 years old. Like, oh, no, I'm still the best. Like, we can run a game. You, you, like, you little niggas. Yeah. Nah, old, young, if y'all, if y'all want this smoke, I can bring y'all that smoke. <laughs> oh, yeah. At 50 years old. No, I don't, I don't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm yeah, what were we talking about? Music? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, music. Stick. Yeah, yeah, stick. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what what else you, you you're feeling? Um, oh, the, the Kendrick album. Uh, uh, I guess we can give like a, I guess a semi too early review. How how are we feeling about the the Kendrick album so far after a couple of days? So, as a piece of art, it's great. It's phenomenal. Um, that being said, I don't know if I'll listen to it more than two or three more times. That's that's Exodus. Uh, I've I've already listened to it. Uh, once I was like, okay, once through, I'm like, I could see overall, I'm like, oh, this is an amazing project. But uh, like, I was in the in the barbershop yesterday, and they were going through some of the tracks because uh, one of the guys was like, oh, I hadn't heard it, so we were just shouting out like different like little songs that he should um, play. And like one of the songs he played, he was like, oh, no, nah, I got I got changed it. We, we were like, no, we're not saying this is like vibe music for the barbershop. It was like it's really probably like maybe two or three tracks you could probably play in the barbershop, like. One being like Silent Hill and like N95. Uh-huh. We was like, but overall, they're like, this ain't just like barbership on the vibes. I mean, this is like, yo, you just chilling at the crib and like listening to it. Like, or like, this ain't the put on the turn up list. <laughs> no, nah, it doesn't make the turn up list. It, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't make the list for the bitches. It doesn't make the barbershop list. Um, yeah. Doesn't make the car list. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're a playlist guy, you might not find nothing on here. For you, but mm-hmm. if you appreciate quality art, you yep. you'll appreciate this album. N95, I, I do like I do like that one. That might make it to a playlist. Um, maybe Die Hard. Let me think. But I mean, to me, the standout song on the album for all the wrong reasons is "We Cry Together." Let me tell you, Smiles. <laughs> I was on the way home from work, and I just had the album playing. <laughs> Didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> you know, you, I'm driving. Like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. And, you know, it's, I don't know how mm-hmm. many songs are going to make it off of the album to my playlist, but yeah, this is good shit. Thank you, Kendrick. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. "Re Cry Together" comes on as like I'm pulling pulling into my complex, and so I 
the first one, fuck you, nigga, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. I turned that shit all the way down. I said, oh, what's happening? Like, is this a skit? I looked at the timestamp. I said, oh, this is not a skit. They're about to do this for four minutes. And yeah. Yeah, I was like, I remember. Wow. Um, uh, I had just picked up a shot from the, the Mavericks game when, when that song came on. We were listening to it, and I was like, oh, shit. What, what is this? Because it? it starts off and sounds like a skit. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is about to be a long-ass game. I'm like, oh, no, this is like. This is him going, yeah, this is a record just him going back and forth. Um, like, but yeah, like phenomenal. Y'all R&B argument. bitches won't even do tracks together. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, damn, he kind of got a point. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, oh shit, we don't have that many collabs from the R&B girls right here. I was, I was, I was like, shit, he kind of got a point. I'm like, yeah. uh, my god. I mean, like Taylor was saying things that kind of like hurt more. Mm-hmm. But Kendrick was saying shit. He's like, "Not nah, stick it kind of right," and I think that's how like a lot of arguments between men and women in our community go. Like, women know how to hurt you. Mm-hmm. They know what to say to hurt you. Yeah, men. They be they the ones that men come with some facts. <laughs> men will come at you with some facts, but it won't it won't hurt as much. But like it won't hurt as much in the moment, but as they stack up the argument, all the logic comes together, and then you go, and that's when women get to crying because they know they're kind of wrong. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes they know they're wrong, but you know, one plus one don't equal two in their minds, which is but then I'll say some shit that'll really hurt you. Like you said, don't you ever speak on my mom, bitch. I was like, Yeah, don't, don't talk about my mom. And I'm like, wait, she's not telling my mom, she's my Kendrick mom. Let me go <laughs> down here. <laughs> But I say that to say, you know, if you relate to that song a lot, um, break up with whoever you you relate to that song with, block them, move to a new city, and go to therapy. And put that future album on. <laughs> no, don't play that future album because that's part of your problem. It is probably your problem. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, go to therapy. Yes. Um, but no, that that's to me, that's a great, great piece of art right there. Um just, but also, I've also had this thing about Kendrick where I, I don't know if I've said it in the group chat or not, that I think Kendrick, like Eminem, was going to, like, eventually run out of content mm-hmm. because he's a recluse. He's not really outside. So, that being said, the pandemic kind of helped a guy like Kendrick because he had to sit home and we all had to sit home. Yeah. But there were so many things going on. There's this global pandemic that we had never seen in our lives. Yep. And then it became politicized. Then you're dealing with Trump. And then yeah. you're dealing with having to not only see what we see every day of the cops shooting black people, but having everybody see it and everybody have a reaction. Yeah. And then we, everybody kind of. Because we have nothing else to do but Trump. watch the news. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and then what you get out of that is you get this piece of art with someone who just. Who normally had to sit along with along with their thoughts, but had to sit along with their thoughts and their family's thoughts mm-hmm. and the rest of the world's thoughts as well. Yeah. And just and then you put something out. And to me, this is what you get. So I say that to say Kendrick's next album, if there is a next album, because again, he's a recluse, he's gonna run out of shit to say. And I think to me, I saw that with him on um the album revival and the marshmallows lp2 with 
to me, he's kind of running out of shit to say to the point where he's just kind of rapidly rapping to be rapidly rapping. Yep. That's and, like relapse is probably still my uh, most recent favorite just because he was just speaking on how like he was recovering from it. I was like, no, no, that's recovery. That's recovery. 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 Yeah. With uh, when he was like walking down the road. Yeah. I think recovery is a great album. Yeah. A lot of people recovery, disagree that, that, that's yeah, that can be wrong. Yeah. Recovery. Yeah. That, that's the one I, I love. I'm like, Oh, like, because M is actually really like letting us in and like, yeah, he had things to talk about. Yeah, to me on revival and on Marshmallow's LP too, he didn't really have things to talk about. So he went a little political. He went, you know, different places. But what came out of it is albums that weren't really that great. And then he gets to like rapidly rapping, and then he, you know, aligns himself with rapidly rappers like a Kendrick, like a Joiner. Yep. And you know, sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's not. Like on the album Music to Be Murdered by, he has a song um with Royce Black Thought. Yeah. And I thought Black Thought had the best verse. Yep. It's like top three verses, best verses I've ever heard in my entire life. But then Em gets on there at the end and starts rapidly rapping. I usually I skip the song. So that being said, this Kendrick album is gonna be the great piece of art and it's going to be speak to all the issues in our community and everything and all the political topics and everything that's going on. His next album is going to sound way different because yeah. he's not going to have all of that. He's just going to be a guy that sat alone with his thoughts unless he starts going outside. Yep. Outside is a powerful thing, man. It really is. Yeah. You got to go live some life, you know, because uh, I know uh, Lo said he's going to speak about it on the episode next week, but his big thing was, he was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, you, you can take the hiatus in between. We can get an album every three, four, five years. He's like, but what are you doing in between? Like, that, like, like nothing. Like, you, you disappear. Like, we don't, like, we don't hear, like, even like a TV show or movies. Like, you, you barely doing like features. It's like, he's like, bro, I need you, like you said, be outside <laughs> a little bit. Like, in that, that's why M was like successful early because even though like he's a recluse in his personality, when he was early in his career, he was on tour all the time. D12 was out. He was trying to do a clothing line. He did a movie. But like when it was time like to, for him like to go home, he was really at home. He was really at home and he wasn't leaving. But he was outside in between like doing all those other things. But when he stopped doing that, when like D12 kind of slowed down, the label slowed down. The clothing line didn't exist anymore. There was no movie. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of at home and also battling addiction. And then at some point going to recovery, that's why you get an album like Encore, which was awful because he was just at home in his thoughts and then an addiction. Yeah. And then he takes the years off and tries to like recover. You get an album like Relapse, which is him in the middle of trying to get off of these drugs. Yeah. Which is why that album's so off the wall. And then he disappears for three years. He's also full into recovery stage. But that that's a form of being outside. It's not being at home. It's being out trying to recover and beat addiction. You get an album like Recovery where he's talking about all of that. Yep. And then, but then, now that he's recovered, he's back at home. Yep. Not outside. He's not, he's not on tour like that. Cause he got the money. He good. He can just chill. Yep. You get an album like Marshmallow's LP two or the revival album mm-hmm. and even music to be murdered by. 
Which I'm just rappy, rappy, rap song. Yeah, no one's gonna. There's no living human being that's gonna out rap Marshall Mathers. But content comes from being outside, man. Yeah, that's why. Like sometimes I I do take breaks from the pod. Like me and John are going to put in bed for Memorial Day weekend. We're taking that week off and probably the next week off too, just to you know a recover from putting bay and b just to you know be outside and not be inside, you know, just trying to absorb all the, the media and everything, just be outside and living lives. Mm-hmm. So we come back in here refreshed, be able to laugh about stuff that happened outside, in addition to talking about what happened when we were sitting inside. Yep. Outside yep. is a very powerful thing, man. Like that's that's why 2020 was so hard for me personally. I mean, Grant, don't get me wrong. I love working from home. I thought it was the greatest shit ever. To not have to go see people that I don't want to see, it's <laughs> great. But to like have to sit inside and not be able to go see the people that I wanted to see, that part was awful. Yep. Like I, I always tell people, like, go outside. Because remember when you was a kid and your mama said, go off, you know, go outside. And you're like, you're like no, nah, I want to go outside. Outside to be there. And then guess what? 2020 hit and they took outside from us. Like, oh, shit. That's, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm outside now. I'm out. I'm, I'm outside. Yeah, that's like, um, for me, just that also, because... Like, being down here uh, 11 years now, like, yeah, I got my sister here and then, like, um, my cousins that from, like, on her side of the family, from her and my niece, 2020 definitely showed me, like, okay, I need to make more of a concerted effort for family events and stuff to go to go to them. Because oh, yeah. for, like, basically, like, the first six, seven years, because, you know, again, I work a lot and I'm I like, oh, no, I got to work. Oh, but now it's like, oh, no, I'm going to make sure I'm off. I'm going to go to this family event so I can kick it and have fun and Make those memories, y'all, because it was times where they were like, "Oh yeah, I'm this." And I'm like, "Oh damn, what was? Oh, I didn't show up to that one, and now I feel left out because y'all laughing and enjoying about stuff that happened." And I'm like, "Oh, if I would have just..." <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd be at everything. I'm, I'd be at everything. I'm going to my cousin's wedding in a couple of weeks. Family having a cookout Fourth of July weekend. I'm I'm at all of it. I'm at all of it. Yep. All the all the parties. My friends invite me to. Oh yeah, I'm there. What are we doing? I'm there. I'm outside. What are we doing? You should eat. Need me set up a table? All right, cool. Let me find yep. your DJ. All right, whatever. We yep. outside. I need my people. But yep. I will say, I will say this: if I can work from home again, I'll do it in a minute. I'll do it in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, I was actually just telling uh, someone last night, like, yo, I wouldn't mind having my next job be like kind of a, a hybrid type of thing, like you know, maybe going to work two, three days a week, but then other. You That's know, what my mom's up. She goes in to work one day a week on Friday, which to me is insane. But she also don't be in the streets. I'm like, yo. If I <laughs> Oh, if I got to pick what days I go in the office, Friday would not be one of them. Yeah, I was like, Friday would not be one one of them. I would be in these streets every Thursday night, would wake up, roll out of bed, log into my computer, and still be laying there asleep on my couch for like at least an hour. Yeah, I I know a few people that said they they do that. They were like, man, I go out on Thursdays every night, and it was like, Friday, I just log on just so the, the my job knows I'm I'm here and I'm logged on. Just so on. I'm there, exactly. They're like, and then I'm laying down for like a good another hour or two, like, <laughs> like fuck that job. Like, I, I ain't got no meetings. If I need to do something, I'll do. I'll, I'll do it when I wake up. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine, like, if, you know, when we blow up this pod and thing, and like this is our legit job. Like, we wake up to make content for the you know the pod pages and stuff and. That's all we do. We don't have to actually see other human beings unless we want to. Right. How much like how much further your social battery would be charged if like all you're doing is seeing people when you want to, when you're potting, mm-hmm. and when you're in these streets? Like how much 
greater your mental health will be and how much yes. shit greater your pods will be. That's right. fucking life. It's like, it's like, oh, okay. All I gotta do is like make sure the pause good this week, whatever videos edited or whatever. Maybe go to a couple business meetings, like potential partnerships and collaborations. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, we got this event tonight. Do you know go see this artist? Oh, I gotta go link up with uh a dub over here in this city real quick to, to talk about this. Maybe go to an, another event or whatever. Oh, I gotta go hit the studio with a couple artists, go listen to they, they, they songs or whatever. Sounds like, like the life, yes. That's what I'm talking about, but uh, I don't know. If there's really anything else I I, I, I really want to talk about. Like that's kind of everything I want to talk to you, uh, my guys. Anything else you you want to speak on? Let the folks know about. Let me think. Let me think. Um, uh, we talked about the, oh, so for hip hop albums. So I said like the Kendrick album to me that's the best piece of art. I think the future album is going to have the most replay value of like all the albums that came out. Yep. I think that Jack Harlow is getting a lot of unnecessary hate. It's oh not, yeah. That was one of I was like, I was like, yo, your boy John was like this. It's not a bad album, but it's in comparison to what else is coming out and like his first album is not his best effort. Yeah, I'm uh I'm because I saw the, the numbers, they're like 109,000. I'm like, uh, like Everybody else was there like, oh yeah, he's gonna hit like 200, 250. I'm glad in the interview when they asked him, like, what are you spending? He was like, Hey, my first album did 50. He's like, if we could just pass a hundred, I'm happy. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad he at least got his goal. I was like, because everybody else was putting all these unexpected, yeah. even Dirk Yo was like, Oh no, I told Harlow he's gonna get two hundred thousand easily. Like, mm, nah, 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 nah. Um, but no, that that was it. You know, I just wanted to. Shout out to the homie Jack Harlow. Yeah. I was not as not as bad as people say it is, but it's not his greatest effort. I know he can do better. I've heard the bars. Yeah. Heard the bars. But that that's all I got, my man. That's all I got. All right. Well, you know, let them know all the socials and let them all let them know all the shows and everything you got going on, and we can wrap this up. All right, here we go. So everybody, if you're looking for me on social media, um, first, I'm gonna put this out there. I'm here for these jokes. Don't take anything I say on social media serious. I'm here for these jokes. That being said, ADUB1220 on IG and Twitter. I'm there all the time getting these jokes off, putting up funny memes, putting up pictures of me at the party, you know, blade dancing, all that shit. Um, the brand is at Embrace the Turn Up on IG, Embrace Up on Twitter. I try to keep off of those pretty active. Um, let me book the territory is that let me book pod on Twitter. And that being said, those two pods, weekly, embrace the turn up every Tuesday. New episodes, me and John talking cash shit, him hating on everything, um, some legendary party stories. We had a buddy that got BG drunk outside of BG. I might call him on Monday to make sure he's still alive, get some <laughs> random thoughts from him on the pod. And then let me book the territory. New episodes every Friday with me, BA, E-Ray, and J-Mo, um, talking everything wrestling from the week, I'm going to start doing some historical shows. So if you was down back, back, back in the day during the Attitude Era, the Rufus Aggression Era, tune in for that. We'll give you some stuff about that. If you really want to like understand wrestling on a deeper level, I think you should listen to that pod. Because that yeah. we explain the psychology. We explain where we think things are going. We try to future book things. Let me tell you, we're right more often than not. Um and it's just a real, real good thing. Um, nah, fam, with me and the homie Tare, 
it's going to be the best sports hip hop debate show can't wait. ever. It's coming this summer. Can't wait for that one. Oh, and let me tell you guys, we we working, man. We working. Um, don't forget, "Don't Like Me" by J Street is out right now on all your DSPs. Get that. Um, I'm gonna hit him up. We gonna me and him gonna start working soon, figuring out some stuff. Shout out to my man DJ West Ross. Yeah, He's booked all over the country right now. Me and him got a new mix coming together sooner than later for all your turn up needs. Like I said, man, we working. We working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, my guy, I appreciate you doing this for me. Appreciate uh, the invite, my brother. Anytime, because you, you know we, we talk every day in in these uh these 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 Texan um threads and IG and all that. But you know, it's always good to actually you know talk in person and 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 really you know dive deep and all that stuff. So 100%. again, thank you for uh, taking your time uh, for all that. Um, but. This has been another episode of the Music Impulse. It's your boy Smiles. I'm here with my guy A Dub, and we out. Deuces. All right.